Guys, can I just tell you something? We need a bigger building. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. We need a bigger house. <laughs> we need a bigger house. Amen. I mean, I love being crowded. I love that. But there are more yet to come. Amen. Look at this. I love it. Yeah, if y'all can move, that's awesome. Thank you. Those people are going to be in heaven first. They actually get up and move over to make space. I love that. Servants. We got some room down front here. I got, I got two down front right here, James. A couple here. Got one here in the middle. Oh, and these, these are cool people down here. The Grams and Holtz. We got a couple, got some over here, maybe one over here. That's awesome. Amen. Thank you, guys. Come on, can we just give Jesus a hand right now? Come on. Isn't that good? Got two over there. Hoka, welcome back, buddy. How was NYC? Awesome. Good to see you. The Hulk has been in New York City. Kids are dancing on big time stages and performing. I'll be her agent one day, Holcomb, if she needs that. So, Shayla, good to see you, sweetheart. Welcome home. Man, it's good to be okay. Kill. Now, we're still seeing people. That's all right. I'm going to talk a little bit. How many of you come? How many of you are coming tomorrow night, Christmas? Anybody coming? Praise Jesus. Good. I was a little nervous after the first service today. There was like three coming. And so, uh, thank you guys. That, Guess we'll go ahead and do it. You know, this is a Christmas in the city, as Pastor Chach said, is, is one of our favorite gatherings of the year. Check this out. We get to, in the heart of our city, on Bernie Main Plaza, sing songs about Jesus being born. And, and I get to preach a, a message about hope that Jesus brings people. Is that not awesome? Listen, I know that our world is tattered and broken and torn, but I'm still thankful for a community that, that, that lets us sing and teach about Jesus Christ. Amen. I, I, I love that so much. Uh, this will be, I think, our seventh year, maybe that seventh year, I think, that we've done Christmas in the city. Uh, we met in the local schools for about six and a half years, and we didn't have a facility we could use for Christmas Eve. And so we were always just saying, hey, listen. You know, there's services all around our community. The Methodist Church has several. The Catholic Church has like 32 services on Christmas Eve and um, the Baptist Church. I mean, so we always were pushing people there. And Kate, I always got phone calls on Christmas Eve saying, hey, pastor, now tell me what time our service starts. I'm like, come on, you guys. We, we, we even posted it on the walls and printed out the service times for, for all the other churches. But anyway, so we finally just said, you know what? I'm tired of phone calls. Christmas Eve. Let's just, let's just go for this. Now it's the most stressful day of the year for us tomorrow as well, because weather is always iffy, right? And we, we were looking at weather this earlier this week and there was that good percentage of chance of rain and we're going, Oh man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, uh, so we started making a backup plan. You know, it's good to have a backup plan, right? So, okay, we're going to do, we'll do three. That won't hold everybody, but we'll do three services at the church at four and five thirty and seven. And I already could hear some people saying, oh, but man, that gets into my tamale time on Christmas Eve and you're messing me up. And I'm like, ah, what can we do? Let's build a bigger building, you know? And uh, so, so we, we've always been nervous about that. And I never forget our very first Christmas in the city. We, we took a chance. We didn't know. We're like, hey, let's read the town square. You get it for like 200 bucks for 24 hours. So let's, let's dominate. Let's just see what happens. And man, it was the worst of the worst. It was cold and drizzly. We have all of our technology and screens and projectors. We, we, we had the band. We had full band. And we're like, okay, guys, 
It's gonna be intimate. Get inside the gazebo. Our band's in the gazebo like this, you know, singing Feliz Navidad and all that. And, uh, um, but we made it happen. We had projectors and we had pop-up tents on top of those projectors, just to barely enough range for us to cast. A, and we had about 450 people show up that night. I'm going, wow, okay, Lord, forgive me of my negative attitude. And Ch- Pastor Chach was cussing. I'm telling you, he was cussing because we, we got his guitar wet. I'm like, bro, listen, the, the maker of the sun and moon and the platypus can get you a new guitar if it, if it warps. Uh, but we went for it and it was awesome. And we've been doing it every year. There'll be about 3,000 people there tomorrow night. And um, so we want to encourage you to, to join us if you can. And many of you have made it a part of your family celebration and tradition. And we're honored for that. Bring a chair if you want to. If you want to bring a blanket, you can. I think I saw a four-legged creature. Uh, in in that video as well, but it's going to be a wonderful time as we sing and celebrate. And I'm so thankful that we don't have to do like six services. It would take six of them to accommodate everybody. Three enough is on on Sunday is enough. It's a, it's a strain, but, but um, we're just, just thankful that we have an opportunity tomorrow night just to declare God's goodness. We, we, we do have been asking you guys to pray about helping us finish this though. Haven't we? been asking you to pray about, hey, is God calling you to step out above and beyond your regular giving and give a, a special gift to help us pay this facility off? About $1.2 million. Many of y'all have stepped up over the last few weeks. We've been praying towards, towards this week about, about God's people responding with a heart of gratitude to pay this off. I, I need not remind you what you see today. This is, I mean, this is becoming a weekly occurrence for us. We're packed in this gathering. We'll be full in the next gathering as well. Don't need to remind you, you, you know that Bernie's growing. Have you, have, you, have you just looked around? God's continuing to bring people and send people here. We, we have on average 77 new first-time families visit every month, 77. So multiply that by four and you get roughly about how many guests come through our doors every month for the first time looking for a place, looking for a a home to connect with, much like many of you guys. You drive from Kerrville and Fredericksburg, you drive from Bandera, and we got folks driving from South Side of San Antonio, Spring Branch. I mean, God's just doing something, isn't he? And and, and one of my favorite lines that we sang this morning was the phrase, we'll give him all the glory. It's him. It's not us, it's Him. And from the very beginning, we've always been a church that, that prayed and, and sought the heart of God. He's called us to do some pretty crazy radical things. You guys gave away 65 Christmas trees this Christmas to needy families. Uh, we've, we've done, who, who, does, who does a service on the town square? The cold and rain, we have a place you can do it. We just want, we want to be in the center of God's will for us. And that's been our passion and our prayer from day one. And I believe it's because of that, that God continues to bless and God continues to sin. Hey, here's the reality of it all. When you do what God calls you to do, he's going to bless and grow things. Listen, there is, if you will just, if, if, if you will uh, submit yourself 
to, to, to Jesus Christ and let him take over and lead, here's what he does. He's gonna bless it, he's gonna anoint it, and he's gonna multiply it, whatever that is in your life. He's gonna, he, he, he makes, he, he makes, he's the good doctor. He makes things healthy and he grows them. The reality of it today is, is that there are, there are churches all across our city when there's great music and great singing kids are being taught great things about Jesus Christ and probably making some incredible crafts. But there's just something special here about what God is doing as well. And I want you to know that our heartbeat as leadership is to stay in the center of his will. Whose church is this? It's God's. He built it. He established it. And, and, and we want to honor him with this. And so we're excited about the future and what God has in store. And it's going to happen we finish this. When we pay this off, God's going to open the chapter for a new opportunity. I don't know what that is. I'm going to sit here and tell you that, you know, we're going to build Bernie's first indoor water park out here. No, it's kind of cool though, wouldn't it? July would be everybody's favorite, wouldn't we? But I do see a 24-hour prayer center. I, I see a larger facility where we can gather together as one and worship and celebrate I, I, I see staff not being doubled or quadrupled up in offices, you know, just trying to make it happen. And, and we've taken over preschool wing rooms and, and, and just, and there's just so much that God wants to do, but it's going to happen when we finish this. So we, can, I, can I pray that for us today? I pray that. And will you pray that with me? Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for being a God who is still alive and active in our world today. God, you're still changing people's lives. You're, you're still calling uh, people to the house and giving us the privilege and opportunity to pray with and minister to and to teach and instruct and to disciple. Lord, you're sending us out to, to, to the, 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 the deepest, darkest places of our community and literally around the world to shine the light of Jesus. And God, you're gonna continue to do that because the work on earth is not complete and there's more that you wanna do. God, I want to thank you for what you've done through this house for a little over 12 years now. God, how we've been faithful. We've sought you, Father, in all things. God, how lives have been changed and impacted. Lord, heaven's grown a little bit because of the ministry and the faithfulness of this house. Thank you for that. And God, we, we, we want to continue in that same vein. We want to continue to, to move forward, God, with humble hearts and with obedient spirits to what you have for us. Lord, this place is growing. Lord, there are people yet to come. God, I pray that we'd be ready to receive a harvest that is already ready. It's waiting. God, help us to finish this. I, I pray that your people, God, would be, would be seeking after you. Say, God, what is it? What's my role? It's, it's not equal gifts, but it's equal sacrifice. And Lord, I know that 1.2 million is nothing when all of us sacrifice corporately and we give our very best. You, you have a way of taking something and breathing on it and magnifying it. You, you, you have a way of, of doing far more than we could ever dream of or imagine. You're just God. <laughs> Y'all know God is awesome, right? You've been good to us. You've been good to us, Father. Even in the worst situation, situation represented in this room today, I believe that we can still say God is good. You're seeing us through some things. 
All of us this year have had some times of celebration. All of us have had some times of just gut-wrenching pain, sorrow. But God, in the midst of that, you, you, you stay with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Father. And so, Father, we want to respond heart of gratitude. I don't want people to, to give begrudgingly or with disdain. Lord, we want, just as you do, a cheerful giver. To give just because we love and we want to see the kingdom furthered and advanced. God, it's an honor for us today to unite with places of worship all across our city. Lord, I know that there's some incredible messages being preached today. And I pray for every pastor, every Sunday school leader, every worship team, choir. Lord, I just pray an anointing over everyone that you're going to work through today. And we pray that the name of Jesus would be lifted high. Come on, somebody. We pray that Jesus would be honored and worshiped and glorified. And God, as we gather even tomorrow night in and, 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 and places all across this area, Talk about a baby that's been born that came to set us free, that brings hope and life to everyone who receives him. Oh, I pray that tomorrow night is a great night in the kingdom of heaven. That the darkness would flee because the light has come. His name is Jesus. And it's in his awesome name we pray right now. If you're with me, say amen. If you're with me, say amen. All right, that's good. Thanks, Jake Gum. How about Jake Gum right here on the keyboards today? All the way from Liberty University. It's somewhere in Virginia, isn't it? Lynchburg. Jake, good. Welcome. Glad you're home. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Hey, and by the way, just want to let you guys know you sounded great today during our singing, and I'm glad because those are the songs we're singing tomorrow night. All right? So y'all get ready. We, we See what we did to y'all? That's called rehearsal. Because reality is tomorrow night, we're going to be the minority on that square. And we need those of you that know it to sing loud and proud. Listen, don't you come tomorrow night ashamed. Don't, don't you come all, oh, I'm a little nervous. Uh-uh, you leave that mess at home. We're going to sing about the King of Kings and we're going to worship him. Amen. Heaven has come to earth and we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I love the song, Joy to the World. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And then my favorite line is the next line. Let every heart prepare him room. I guess that's my question for you today. Have you prepared for Jesus? Have you made room in your heart for Jesus? Are you ready for him? He's here and he's come. I love this time of the year, don't you? There is no time like Christmas. Come on, you know this is better than July when it's hot, right? But I love this time of the year. I mean, everywhere we go, we're surrounded by the season. And in our home, decorations are, are, are hauled out and they're hung up. It's probably safe for me to say that for the majority of you, your house has looked a little bit different these last four to five weeks than they did, say, April, Correct? Maybe some of y'all are just crazy and you keep Christmas up, the decorations, all year long. I don't know. 
Um, but, but, but our houses look different. I mean, in the malls, I, the storefronts, I, I went out to, to, to the mall several weeks ago, middle of the week. Don't go now. Do not go. Listen, if you forgot a gift for someone, tell them, listen, I'm sorry, but I, you're not worth it, me getting in that mess right now. I love you, but if you'll just hang on, I promise y'all, if, if that's what it takes. But, um, but I went, I just walked right now. I just, I just walked around, hands in my pocket, just looked at storefronts. I didn't spend a dime. Uh, I, I went and looked at Santa in that big tent, you know, right in the middle of, of La Quintera. And, and I just, I just, but I love the window displays. I love the lights and the sound. I love the holiday music. That's all I've been listening to. Call me crazy, but I love it. Um, church pageants, Christmas musicals that are going on, little kids in those bathrobed outfits looking like shepherds with their crooks, crooks, staffs and all that. I, I just, it's just a great, there's just something different, isn't there, about these last few weeks. It's called Christmas. Hey, people seem to be nicer to one another. Have you been nicer to people? Come on. <laughs> you ought to be. But this is 1910. We ought to be nice all year long. Amen. But, but people, Merry Christmas. People are donating money to red kettlebells. They're opening the doors for people. Maybe you've even let somebody get the best, the better parking spot. That's going overboard a little bit. Isn't it? Okay, forget I said that. That's crazy, right? Most importantly, for those of us who are in Christ, our faith is renewed. Because we're reminded of what Christmas is all about. A savior's come. Light in the darkness. Hope for the hopeless. You see, heaven came. A baby was born. And that baby changed history. Would you agree with me? There, there is no other birth that is more celebrated than the birth of Jesus Christ. And so today, that's what I want us to focus on. T -t today, we gather as family to celebrate Christmas. Do you have family here with you today? Anybody? My mom and stepdad are here today, and so um, they're not listening right now, but that's okay. They're, they're looking. Can you hear me? Awesome. My mom and stepdad are here. Glad that they're with us today, and I'm glad mom's here. Hopefully, she'll cook this week and brought presents for us and all of that good stuff. No, just, it's good to have my mom here and my stepdad with us. You've got family and friends that are gathered in. Some of you maybe have opened up your home to, to people who aren't family. They're just friends or maybe just someone that you've just met. It's just, I love, this is the best way to celebrate. It's the best way to celebrate with family and loved ones. In fact, family is a big part of Christmas, isn't it? I mean, you're gonna gather together and, and you're gonna maybe have to fake it that you like each other for a little while. But, but you're with family and it just makes it more special. You get caught up and, and you tell stories and, and you reminisce about the days gone by and, and all of that tradition. Uh, we had a lot of tradition growing up in, in our house as a kid. We, we always decorated the, the house outside. And I'll never forget the one year that my dad, my brother and I were, were kind of this was way back before Pinterest, and we kind of just took it on our own to, to start something new. And so, you know, we had this, this nativity display, and it was kind of, it was nice, but it was kind of boring. We, but we needed some sort of manger or stable scene, so we hauled the, the, the doghouse out of the backyard. It stood about this tall, like, like Snoopy's, you know, it was just like Snoopy's. And we decorated that, and we, we were so proud of ourselves until... Well, until mom came outside. She wasn't going to have any of that. 
like, Mom, are you anti-nativity and the birth of a savior? She said, no, I'm anti that doghouse. Get it to the backyard right now. So there was another tradition that we always celebrated as a family that, that even to this day, it's carried over into my family. How many of you have some traditions that, that were a part of your home growing up as a kid and then you kind of carried them over to, to your family? Is that all? Okay, good. A couple of you. Um, I love that. For some of you, maybe it's, it's getting together and baking together. By the way, the, the, the cookie thing was the, probably the best Sunday we've had at 1910 in a long time, having all those cookies there. Um, for some of you, you guys, maybe it's a, it's, it's a special meal that you prepare or songs you sing. You may ever go caroling. You may still do that these days. A few of us, you know, it's kind of awkward a little bit today, I guess, to ring a doorbell and start singing, you know. Um, you never know what's on the other side, but... Um, But for us, there was a tradition that I always remembered. And even when we would travel to see family, you know, in in, in other parts of of the country, uh, we would always and have always read the Christmas story. Uh, I watched a Charlie Brown Christmas this week. I I know, but I did. It gave me a break from Hallmark. Um, But I love a Charlie Brown Christmas and I love the scene. You, you, You know the story. The kids don't even get it. You know, they, 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 they don't even get the true meaning of what Christmas is all about. And I love that scene where Linus with his little blanket walks and says, I know the meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown. He walks out to the center of the stage, lights, please. And then he begins to quote Luke chapter two, right? Talking about the angels declaring the birth of the savior to the shepherds, birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, how those shepherds went and found him and The angels begin to sing glory in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Remember that? I love that. And we we, we still read that that Luke 2 passage. I'll preach tomorrow night and we'll probably have dinner with some friends, but but we will gather together and we will look at that Christmas story. It's just a tradition of ours. You know, Christmas is full of traditions. It's full of wonder. It's, it's full of meaning. And, 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 and I found a few that, that I thought I would just throw out that, that seem very familiar to us this time of the year and, and kind of maybe give you an explanation of what, what, what it means and, and how we can maybe see Christmas and Christ in it a little bit differently this year. For, for instance, the evergreen trees, we've, we've kind of had the tree as the center of, of our teaching over the last few weeks. And tomorrow night, it's going to take a more prominent place. You'll understand. But, but these things called evergreen trees were, were a symbol of, of eternal life. In fact, Martin Luther introduced the evergreen tree to the Reformation church as a picture of, of our endless life that is available to us through Jesus Christ. He brought that tree into to, to his family on Christmas Eve and, and it was lit with, with candles. The, the, those candles or, or lights. Many of us don't put candles on our tree today, but, but we put lights. And, and, and that's a picture of, of Jesus Christ when he said in John chapter 8 that, that I am the light of the world. You see what I'm saying? Even holly. Some of us have holly up. Holly is symbolic of, of those thorns that, that would make a crown one day that was placed on Jesus' head as he went to the cross. Red. Red's all around. I love red. Red's that color that is symbolic to us, that, that it speaks of Christ's blood and, and death that he has shed for us. We're so good at giving gifts this, this time of the year. And that reminds us of the gifts that the Magi brought to Jesus upon finding him. 
those gifts that, that were symbolic of, of who he was and what he came on earth to do. How about silver bells? Bells declare and they ring and they announce good news, don't they? The, 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 the bells are symbolic that Christ has come. He is the good news, the, the best news of all. And even tomorrow night when we gather on our town square, in the midst of, of some lights and trees that have been decorated, Christmas Eve, a time in which we will gather together and we'll remember that, that Jesus Christ came in the darkest night of earth's need. And he came to be the light of the world. One of my, just spoiler alert, one of my favorite things we'll do tomorrow night is light candles and sing Silent Night. And to see the darkness around us kind of just light up with the light that comes from those, those candles. You see, that's what Christmas is all about. That in a world of darkness, in a world that was spiraling out of control, in a world where people were hurting and desperate, hope came. Hope came. Born in a manger, this little baby who, who, who shepherds traveled to come and see and pay homage to. The, this, this, this baby who eventually would, would be visited on by, by magi traveled from afar to come and see this one named Jesus. We'll celebrate him. We'll celebrate him. I love the tradition of Christmas. A time that is definitely filled with memories. Ones that, that we treasure, ones that we've made over the course of our lifetime, and even those yet to come, right? It's a great time. And then it ends. Spoiler alert. You can keep your decorations up, but it's really odd in July when your friends come over and you still got the Christmas tree up and lights on your house. Although I know some people like that. They just keep them up, right? We don't drink much eggnog in the heat of summer or sing joy to the world. And we're just trying to Stay cool. You know what I'm saying? It all comes to an end. It's over before we know it. And, and every January, it just seems that the magic fades and, and we begin to settle into to the new year with all of the day-to-day -day stresses and messes and even the blessings that life can bring our way. Christmas is, is relegated to those boxes that we pack away in the garage, nicely labeled so we know where they are for next year. We put on some extra pounds and, and the credit card debt that we all plan to get rid of come January, correct? But then there's also still for some of us that faint anticipation of next year. You ever go buy more stuff for next Christmas? Oh man, I'm gonna hit that sale. I'm gonna do it this way next year. And we begin to think about that. But it's over. Maybe, just maybe, I would like to propose something to you today. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be packed away and, and stored away come, come January or February, whenever you get around to it. I don't care. But, but, but maybe this year we can make a vow to somehow honor the spirit of Christmas all year long. Maybe somehow we, we, we can keep Christ in the center of Christmas but then carry him with us all year long. The great theologian Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol said this, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. Hey, 
could we make Christmas different this year? I know a lot of your plans are already set and made, but, but can we make Christmas, can, can, can we make this one somehow stand out and, and make it last more than, well, through, let's just face it, through the bowl season, right? Well, what if we had the same joy and the excitement, even in the middle of those, those hot July days? What would happen if, if we kept this message of Christmas in our hearts all year? Is it possible? I believe it is. I believe Christmas can last. And, and, and here is how we will do it. We're going to keep it about Jesus. Now, I know I've already described the hustle and bustle and the lights and sound and all that and all that stuff will fade. But I'm telling you, we can keep Jesus at the center of Christmas and carry him throughout each and every day. Christmas can take place every day as we remember Jesus and as we keep it about him and keep him in the front and center of our lives. I want to remind you of some things today that, that, that hopefully will, will, will kind of keep this spirit going in your life throughout the year. Listen, the light of the world came in a manger born one day, right? But, but he is still with us every day. He continues to illuminate our dark lives, right? He cast out all darkness. Hey, you know what's necessary for darkness? It's for light to, to be non-existent. Light changes the darkness, correct? That's what Jesus did when he came and was born as a baby. He began to, to bring hope to those who were wondering, when will we be delivered? When will we be set free? When will this promised one that we've heard the prophets of old speak of, when will he come and begin to change our destiny? Well, he came. In fact, I love what it says in Luke chapter one. It says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Hey, is there anybody in this room that's been set free? Let me just remind you of that today. That this baby that's been born came not just to give us another day or two days or a week off from our activities, not just so we go spend more money on junk and funk that we won't use, but for a little while, but he came to set us free. He came to deliver us from the darkness that we wandered around in for far too long. We're no longer enslaved to this life of sinfulness and boredom. We have been given life. We've been set free. The old us can be made alive in Christ. Come on, somebody. Galatians 4, when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. And God sent him to buy what? Freedom. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Listen, you need to remember that our king is alive. Hey, when those dark times come and when the, 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 the glisten of the season fades, you need to remember that our king is alive. And here's the reality. He will return for those who belong to him. He has conquered everything. That's why he's called a king. He's conquered everything that evil has thrown at him. And he continues to be a conqueror in our lives. Listen, today you feel attacked you feel beat up. You feel hopeless. I'm telling you, why don't you let the king of kings step into your life? 
Let him take up his, his rightful place on the throne that's in you. Listen, there's a throne that every one of us, every one of us have in our lives. And we've placed something on that throne. When things are on a throne, that means they're in charge. They're king. What is it in your life? What is it? Pursuit of life and happiness and love and joy. What, what is it? Stuff. Um, the fame, recognition. Is it status? What? I'm telling you, you, you have a throne. And if you'll just put the true king of kings on that throne, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, your life will be so much better than just the one day a year on the 25th of December. Are you with me there? There is nothing we will face this year in which he cannot see us through. Jesus is the king. No one else is celebrating anyone else's birthday, much like we celebrate Jesus's. Are you with me? We're not. We pay homage to Elvis and we pay homage to so-and-so and so, but I'm telling you, there's no one that gets the time and the respect and the focus that Jesus gets. So listen, as we remember Jesus this morning and throughout the year, I want to share with you a few things real quickly before we leave that, that I believe will help us keep him front and center. That, that when difficulties come our way and, and we begin to, to wander off track, some things that we can do to keep Jesus front and center. Anybody hear that? Okay, Pastor West, you on top of that? Give a gift to Jesus, I would say. Give a gift to Jesus. That sounds weird. What do you give someone who's the king and has it all? Well, I tell you, the first thing you ought to do is give him your life if you haven't done so. Just surrender yourself and say, Lord, here I am, I'm yours. I know that you died for me. I've tried to, to manufacture and make it on my own, but I'm telling you, Jesus, I, it's futile. I need you to come over, come in and take over of my life, right? What about your worship? I'll tell you what, God loves it when his children sing to him and praise and honor and lift him up. We prayed that today, ancient out on the way. We drove together today. We're past our little bickering and all that stuff. We're good now. But we rode to church together today and we prayed that for you guys. God, let us gather and worship and celebrate and give you what you're worthy of. Hey, what about your time? Your time. We say it here all the time. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, right? And for so many of us, that's the victory. The enemy's winning. Hey, why don't you just commit your time to the Lord? Let him have it. Let, let, let Jesus begin to fill your schedule. Hey, can you learn to say yes to the best and no to the rest? I need to do that more. There's always going to be something. There's always another lunch I could have. There's always another rehearsal that you could go to. There's always another party or Pinterest moment, whatever. But, but, but what would happen if we said, Lord, listen, my, my time is yours. I want you to take it. That's a great gift to give Jesus. Hey, like Christ, maybe, maybe give to, to, some, to someone who can't repay you. Listen, you, you, you know that, that we can never truly thank Christ enough for all that he's done for us, can we? And he gave really not... A, We've not done anything to, to receive the ultimate sacrifice of his love, but he just he gave his life. What would happen if we begin to just bless and give to others with no thought of what they give us in return, right? A lot of us are pretty good friends when somebody is a pretty good friend to us. But, but what about if 
just invited someone in? What if we sat down and had a conversation with someone who's a little bit different than we are? Instead of getting perturbed and upset, what if we just tried to really enter their world and try to see life from their perspective? I think we also can remember Jesus as we, we pause to sense the darkness outside and then thank God for sending his light. Do you thank God for what he does for you? I, I'm talking about when's the last time you truly, truly thanked the Lord? Well, we did that at Thanksgiving, Jason, three weeks ago, right? God's good. And we ought to be daily pausing and just thanking him. Thanking him for what he does for us. Thanking him for, for coming as this baby in a manger. We talked a little bit about this last week, but keeping Jesus in the center maybe means reading scriptures to our family. Maybe sharing some of those things about Jesus and training up our children and we need to protect what we let into our homes. Remember that? Maybe it's just talking about the Lord. Maybe it's starting some traditions that, that point towards, towards Jesus Christ. Listen, I want you to enjoy, and I think Christ wants us to enjoy this time of the year. But don't lose the season for the rush. Pause. Thank God. Read the story that is so familiar and let it sink in. And let it truly change your life. Listen, God has great things in store for your family. He, he wants to provide and protect and, and be involved with your life each and every day. Let Jesus come into your home. Let him come into this Christmas like never before. And then let's carry that same spirit. Let's carry that same Jesus with us throughout the year. Can we do that? I want to ask you to stand as I pray and dismiss us today. Thank you guys for being here. and We do pray that you have a Merry Christmas if we don't get to see you again. Pray that Jesus would take a prominent place in your family's life and celebration. That you would continue to celebrate Him each and every day. Our ministry team is going to make themselves available today. If, if we can continue to come alongside of you and pray with you today, they're going to stand down front and receive you. Father, I want to thank you for today. Thank you for the reminder that heaven has come. God, thank you for the reminder that we have hope in a dark world, that there's a light that has come. His name is Jesus. And I pray that we'd celebrate big, big the next few days. But God, that we would also carry Jesus with us throughout the year. He's worth it, isn't he? He's worth it. You're not only the reason for the season, but Jesus, you're the reason for our very life. Thank you for coming and changing us. It's in your great name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for this.